Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Grieving Girl Podcast. It's me, Bonnie, I'm your host. And today we've got a very special guest, my childhood friend, Alyssa. Hello. Here she is. Thank you for having me. Thank you for filling out a form to talk about your yeah. feelings with me. Of course. Because I really wasn't sure how this was all going to go. And I was like, does anyone want to join me on my <laughs> my grieving girl couch to talk well, about so life? I saw you like post about the form. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to text her. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm going to do everything that she wants us to do properly for the podcast so she can figure out how this works. So I filled it out and texted you. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, fierce. We love that someone's like, get me on there. Let's chat. Because... Yeah. No one talks about their feelings, and no one talks about their feelings surrounding grief and loss. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy you're here. Um, so, y'all, as you know, if you're, like, tuning in and, you know, we're on episode three or four at this point, you know season one is called All Things Grief because I want everyone to realize that there is not just one way to grieve. Number one, grief is not linear for mm-hmm. anyone. Two, There are so many ways to grieve and things to grieve. So you could be grieving a loss, a job, a career, a relationship, a friendship. And I want everyone to feel very um, heard and like they can get something out of this podcast because, yes, my relationship to grief is death. But, y'all, there are so many things that die and come and go that we grieve and we kind of don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. So... Today's episode, we are going to be talking trigger warning about suicide. So please, you know, I am not a professional. Alyssa is not a professional. We're just here to share feelings and thoughts. If, you know, we need to reach out to someone, I will put the helpline underneath um, in the YouTube link and on Instagram. So just a reminder, this is like an entertainment podcast, not necessarily anything more than that other than to share um all right Alyssa. so why don't you start with who are we grieving sure we are grieving my high school sweetheart jared yes jared who like honestly i have a relationship with but like not like a lot of our friends so i actually might ask you a lot of questions just because i don't think we've ever really talked about it like i know i was there like for you Mm -hmm. in high school but also like we were children. How old were we? I was 16. Yeah. We were 16. Water, Michael. Yeah. Sorry, can you hear me better now? Yeah, there it is. Okay. There it is. <laughs> um, so 16, um, which is too young to lose anybody, especially in such a traumatic way. Yeah. Obviously out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how much you want to share. Um, I mean, I'm good with sharing. Yeah. I feel like it's... What, been like 17 years now? Isn't that insane? And just to already get dark, um, his last anniversary, I was thinking he was, he's been dead as long as he was alive, mm. which is crazy. But yeah, 17 years. So like, it's definitely a little bit easier for me to talk about now. Um, yeah. But like, I still have times where it's like for his anniversary and things, like sometimes I just request off work for that day, no matter what. Cause I'm like, I might be perfectly fine. I might be a basket case. Right. So yeah. So I, yeah, I have no problem talking about it, really. Yeah, and I think this is also, you know, it's interesting for me because I have not necessarily... Jared was my friend, but he was more of an acquaintance. Sure. Like, I knew him, but I it wasn't like 
honestly had you gone like i would you would have hit me way different Mm -hmm. so it and we're we were 16 so like what do 16 year olds really know how do we feel i'm not allowed to feel anything because he wasn't really my friend and if i feel it too much people might be like why are you upset so with jared i feel like i was definitely like feeling the feels of the overall school energy Mm -hmm. and then the only other person who was a friend who i lost like in that kind of age group was Tupu. Yeah. And he was so far away. I hadn't seen him in a few years, who I was probably closer to than Jared. Yeah. I haven't really lost a friend. It's, I feel like it's similar to losing family members, but it's different in a, in a strange way. I'm sure it is. Cause like mm-hmm. your friends are, you know, you tell your mom everything, but do you tell your mom everything you know so there's like a a soul connection that's different with a friend or someone of equal age Mm -hmm. um so yeah just to say like i have never lost really someone at the same age as me yeah um so i guess obviously we're talking about suicide um i don't know we don't need to talk about how Mm -hmm. um but i'm curious how you when you look back now, do you remember like the day surrounding the days, the years surrounding his loss? Because my, with my dad, he was I was fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that we were friends for that. Yeah, and I'm like I remember that day. I remember maybe the the few weeks after because they were so poignant. And then I have no memory until. Mm-hmm. I remember Kelsey showing up to my house when we moved to Barkley to go to somebody's prom. Okay. And then, like, maybe starting senior year. Yeah. I mean, I have – I've struggled with that a little bit because I feel like I always was very sure of, like, what happened that day, the surrounding days, things leading up to it right after it. Right after it, I actually feel like I remember better. Mm. I think because it was such a huge deal and there were so many people that were like surrounding me and we had those like grief groups at school. Right. And we had like the, are we allowed to curse on this podcast? Always. Okay. We had the fucking <laughs> therapists from school coming to like my house. Okay. I'm like, I've never talked to you people in my entire life. I was going to say. You want to sit here and like help me grieve? Who were the therapists from school? Do you remember? I don't. I don't. I we mean, had therapists. Well, I guess they were therapists. They were like our guidance counselors. Who were also just like teachers. Probably like younger than us right now. What? It was, it was strange. I mean, bless west for trying to do their best right well that was a lot of rhyming you're a poet (laughs) um but leading up to it i have mixed memories and sometimes i don't trust them Mm. so he died i remember the one thing i do remember it was the first day of spring break yes it was the very first night of spring break and him and i like as background we started dating in our what like freshman year of high school. We were like best friends, seventh and eighth grade. Right. So finally, it started dating in our freshman year. And this all happened in junior year. We had a very toxic relationship at times. We were young. We were dumb. Jared was kind of like getting into his like party rebellious stage. Mm. We had some issues, of course, like any 16-year-old relationship does. It's the most unhealthy thing ever. <laughs> Right, because it's just kids trying to figure it out together. Right, and we were both a mess. <laughs> um, and so I feel like we had like been broken up before, mm. and then I'm pretty sure we were back together when everything happened. 
But either way, that bugs me a lot because I can't remember when I'm trying to almost like tell my story and I'm Mm -hmm. like, do I say he was my high school boyfriend and do I say he was my ex-boyfriend from high school? Like I get stuck in the semantics of things because I can't remember. And that drives me nuts. I'm like, do I? I feel like I only remember you guys together. Well, because we kind of always were. Right. Even when you weren't, you were. Right. So, um, I remember, I don't remember what I did during the day that day, but I remember that he was going out with friends that night and I was staying at, um, a former friend of mine, Sam from the one, the girl who went to East, who I was friends with for a while. Hmm. Probably don't remember her. She's not my friend anymore anyway. Um, but I was spending the night at her house and he had like called me a few times. I didn't answer. That's why I think that we weren't together. Cause I think I was like annoyed with him about something and I was ignoring his phone calls okay and I knew that he had struggled with depression Mm -hmm. I had told his parents about it he had gone to therapy and things like that and we went to his parents house and it was just like mayhem like kids everywhere all of us at his parents house like no idea what's going on it was just like it was chaotic because even though I knew that he was depressed and honestly like kind of thought that something would happen eventually whether Mm. it would be successful or not I kind of always thought something would happen Mm. but in that moment it was just very surreal because we were like what do you mean what do you mean he just killed himself right like that I think was the strangest part for me but I do remember a lot from like the first few days and then I honestly feel like my memory from high school is shit you're right. I don't remember a lot of things like mm. you were saying, like after your dad and stuff. Like, I just think like our brain, like, I don't know if it's like protection or what, but I don't. I think it's a, probably a mix because, you know, your frontal lobe is like not actually formed until you're like 20 something. Yeah. So like, let alone you're little and then something traumatic happens. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, people who are fully formed brain, like age, like me now, still is having memory issues yeah and my brain is fully formed so um, i feel like and maybe it's just a connection of both of like way too young and way too traumatic that like mm. the brain just is like mm, we don't need to remember this yeah like i've even been just like having conversations with people where i'll be telling a story and they'll ask like how old i was or something and i have to think about it i'm like was that high school was that after high school was right. that was i in my 20s for that like i don't remember yeah and that's weird that you bring that up because I've never really thought about that. Yeah. I just always thought like I have ADD and I don't remember things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and also, also could, be that. That. <laughs> could be also that. Um, yeah, I just was, I never really know because even like Natalie and Susan, like we're both young when their dads died, but like all of our dads died mm-hmm. completely differently. So, you know, with every experience, but I was just curious if it was like the teenager dumb, mm. if that hits all of us similarly yeah but like yeah i don't i don't remember shit yeah i honestly think it's just like well and also um and i think you wanted to touch on this too like with just like dealing with my own mental health after that well right i think my brain blocks out a lot of things from that time in my life because i was not making good decisions i was not in a good place and i think that my brain is kind of like let's just not deal with that entire time in your life right so that we don't have to like feel bad about it right yeah i um definitely was curious because like i have never had depressive Mm -hmm. tendencies at all Mm -hmm. until the shit with my mom yeah and even in that 
I mean, very like dark, depressive, passive, suicidal, probably thoughts of like, it's definitely crossed my mind sure. of like, it would just be so much better to not be here. Mm-hmm. But like also something in the back of my mind being like, you know, that that's not how this is going right. to go. Mm-hmm. But like, if I had, I don't know, I don't know what would need to switch Yeah, for me to be like, you know what? I'm going to screw it, it. Mm-hmm. because like, essentially I'm all alone. Like I have a lot of family, but like no one's here in this vicinity. Mm -hmm. Like I'm lucky that I have friends who will crawl all the way up my butthole to make sure that like I'm good and thank God. But if I did not have that, like who knows, who knows? Yeah. And I'm just curious, especially then being in your own teenage years, this is how it all went down. If like, did that like follow you through like up until now? Have you ever like, how how is your mental health or how did it affect your mental health not great (laughs) (laughs) i mean is anyone actually great no i think anyone who's like i'm so well you're a liar you are a liar you're a liar you need to go to therapy and address that because you're lying (laughs) let's dig deeper (laughs) no not it was not great yeah um i already feel like i was probably just like my depression was waiting Mm. to be like all right come on out that did it because what, like 16, that's when your hormones are a disaster. Your body, you have, you can't control anything. You have no control over your emotions. So that on top of the most traumatic thing that honestly has ever happened to me, like all of a sudden, just like my boyfriend's dead and I have like all this attention on me now. Right. And all where, the other teenagers, like not knowing how to deal with right. anything. And then there was also like judgment sometimes where people are like, I remember there was an instance in school where somebody that I will not name made a comment like that. I was like harping on it for attention and wow. that bitch. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about you after the camera's off. Cause now I need to know, but we won't do that now because we are adults <laughs> and I've grown up. <laughs> uh, I feel like I could probably put like five names to that statement. <laughs> anyway, do um, we ever really get over it? The answer is no, no. still to this day. I struggle. God, but like, and this was like three weeks after. Right. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, but Ugh. anyway, yeah. So it was a lot. And immediately my mom was like, you need to go to therapy. And I hated it. Mm. And I did not want to deal with it. So I kind of just like, I drank a lot. I started smoking, like dealt with it in my own very unhealthy ways. Mm. And my depression got worse. Um, definitely struggled. I have abandonment issues, mm. huge abandonment issues. I, every time when I'm dating somebody and I'm like, text me when you get home. Right. And they think it's just because I want to like check in on them. No, I just want to make sure you're not dead. Right. Like that's it. Because I thought that when my boyfriend went out with his friends, I was just going to talk to him the next day and he was going to be alive. Mm -hmm. So that like crazy abandonment issues really, really, really fucked up my understanding of love. Hmm. I hadn't had a lot of healthy relationships. Honestly, I feel like I was seeking out toxic relationships. Um, yeah, not great mental health overall. Yeah. I still struggle with it. I mean, I take medication. I need to go back to therapy. Um, but yeah, it still affects me to this day. I think it honestly probably made it worse. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, I feel like it was waiting because I'm obviously you you would never be able to predict like had that not had this life instance like, not happened. You can't predict if it would have Mm -hmm. been the way your life trajectory would have gone or not. But, like, I just wonder 
Yeah. If it would have been a little easier. Right. If it right. wouldn't have been maybe as severe. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, that's fucking life. Yeah. Right. And it's just, again, back to being so young, you don't know how to process it. Right. And I think if even if it happened to me later in life, like in my 20s or even just like after I was 18, I think it still would have been really, really difficult because mm-hmm. suicide's just its own different beast. Right. But I think that I might have been able to cope with it differently because I would have understood how to cope with it. Right. Well, and unfortunately, like all of your coping mechanisms, we were just so young for, Mm -hmm. but so many people cope that way. Right. That doesn't mean that they're healthy or right. But when you're an adult, people are like, well, she's of legal age to drink. Who cares? Right. Like, you know, she's hitting the bottle a little hard, but like, well, <laughs> like, oh, well, that sucks. Right. <laughs> That's the whole thing. That's really the way she's grieving. Right. But because you were so young and then you have like high school crap put on top of it mm-hmm. or like a microscope on you. Yeah. It's like you weren't even able to like figure yourself out because it was also like and back to school. Mm-hmm. And then also like, you know, for me going back to school got me kind of out of my trigger zone. Like right. my dad wasn't in school with me. It was like send her into the trigger zone. Yeah. You know, like that's crazy. Yeah. Actually, I've never thought about that. For yeah. You. I remember I had to go back. I be- almost didn't graduate high school because of how many classes I had skipped. Mm-hmm. And thankfully I had teachers that really understood what I had gone through that year and kind of helped me to get the passing grades that I needed. But I'll never forget, like when I first went back to school Jared and I had Italian class together mm. and we took Italian since freshman year. So we've always been in Italian together um, every single year. And Miss Nicolo knew us. And I remember going back and I used to skip that class all the time because I was like, I cannot. Right. We sat next to each other. Go sit in, in that, that classroom. Class. I can't do it. Right. And, and then like, like somebody else. OK, there's an empty chair. That sucks. OK, somebody else sits there. Get out of his chair. Right. Right. 100%. And you come and you sit down where you and your boyfriend used to sit together all the time. Yeah. And everybody's looking like, oh, my God, is she going to be OK? Right. Like it was my anxiety on a daily basis was through the roof going back to school. I I hated it. Did not ever clock it in high school because I was a stupid 16 year old who like, again, As everybody is can't conceptualize even though i had gone through a major loss it was different though such a different loss mm-hmm. we're like now i'm like that had to be absolutely insane for you actually yeah, it was <laughs> it really was and also it kind of like turned me into i wasn't Alyssa kennedy anymore i was jared's girlfriend mm. i everybody that i would meet that knew somebody that went to west or was from a different school would be like oh and she's that's jared's girlfriend and it's like I had this like scarlet letter, basically. I was Jared's girlfriend, the dead kid's girlfriend. Right. And I just, it was very weird. I think I, made, mm, thinking about it now, like maybe the reason I acted out so much was because I was just screaming to be seen as me. Mm. And I was just like, maybe if I do all these things to like subconsciously do all these things to get attention. Right. Because I really was like, it was just, oh, Jared's girlfriend, Jared's girlfriend. Yeah. Even to this day sometimes, like when I'm like, thinking about high school or something i think of myself as jared's girlfriend right it's like the association Mm -hmm. wow yeah that's a lot damn that's heavy that is and i just realized that right now and here on the grieving girl podcast we will also unveil new thoughts for ourselves to go dwell on later i don't drink anymore so i can't even have a drink after this well you know 
Well, shit. Well, shit. I'll just go meditate. <laughs> I was going to say, it's really nice outside. <laughs> it is very nice outside. You know, we can just take deep breaths on our long walk home, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Okay, this seems like a good place for our brain break okay. because, you know, shit's heavy Ooh. on this this couch. This little couch. It's She's a seen break. a lot. She's seen so much. Seriously. Um, okay, so I saw your Instagram story the other day that you did listen to the Bethany and Raquel Rachel podcast. I just started listening to it. I'm only like 20 minutes in. Of the first episode? Of the first episode. Okay, well, I'm not listening to two and three because I will not give them any more of my time. <laughs> so that's what I meant when I posted on my story being like, say you what you want about Bethany. Because I feel like she's a very like polarizing people. Either like love her or hate mm-hmm. her. I actually do love her. <laughs> a lot of people do. I just, I never really watched her Housewives. Okay. So I never really had feelings about her and like... Her face bothers me a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, she definitely is giving caricature. Yeah. It's giving, like, the Project Graduation illustrations. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm talking about. If you know, yes. you know. Back to high school. Yes. He was still dead at that point. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm Oh, uh, like, well. But anyway, I, <clears throat> that was, it's just like, why are her and Tom going on podcasts of people who have never watched the show? I was shocked. The never watched the show is like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? A bad thing. Because I was like, she really is like an unbiased, but then like you got to have one with Ariana too then. Yeah. And I also think that they need background. Like right. where she was talking about me and Ariana weren't friends. She wasn't my best friend. Okay, even if this is for TV, then you guys are real good actresses because you guys were very close, talked about very serious things. Right. She wasn't an acquaintance. Right. Get a grip. Yeah, when she was like, um, you know, I like really want to be good at my job. So like when I look up to other cast members, I was like, I'm confused. Aren't you real people? Like you're not looking up to a Tony, like a yeah Tony nominated Broadway right. actress. Like she's well, Ariana being herself. Well, I mean they were nominated yeah, for, for an, awards yeah for an Emmy, and honestly they broke the internet. They should God, be. It was so crazy, but no, and that's the thing too. It's like you don't know what's real and what's not anymore because now all these people are going on other platforms saying like, oh well, I want to make sure you make more money if you do well, and it's right. like okay, so you're trying to do well in your real life. So she decided the best way to do well was to have an affair yeah <sighs> yeah i hate that wild shit. yeah i mean i'm glad that she's not coming back i think that's the best for everybody <laughs> she needs to yeah not come back do we think is tom gonna be back he is back he's he so he's back i've seen on instagram like foot like people behind the scenes like that have seen them out and stuff filming damn he's there there was just something... how's that gonna go Ugh. i don't know but i guess we'll tune in we'll find out <laughs> There was just a post where somebody was filming them all walking into a restaurant and Ariana was right in front of Tom. What? I was like, over my dead body, I'd be like, excuse me, pause. We need to rearrange <laughs> this order because I'm not, I don't want to be anywhere near his breath. Yeah. No. I wonder if they are like making them like include him in certain like, group scenes. They probably have. To, yeah, though. they probably have to. There's like a limit of like, you must hit 10 group scenes. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they're that. like no more than 10. I can't wait to see how it all unfolds. Yeah, I just thought Bethany was like, I was like, there's the genius move, her podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, how many people are really listening to it? And you now she, she just one. spiked them up all and by she, exploiting Rachel. And she made it three parts. <laughs> yes. So you got to come back again and again. I said, I'm not listening. I'll just get the updates online. Yeah. I just, I can't stand Raquel. Yeah. 
and I won't call her Rachel. <laughs> so when everything first happened and we found out her real name was Rachel, I was like, I'm not calling her Raquel. Her name's Rachel. <laughs> and now she's, and like, now she's like, I want to be called Rachel. I'm, I'm reclaiming like, it. I'm like, no, Raquel. <laughs> yeah. You don't get to just change it again. <laughs> we know who you are. Yeah, truly. <laughs> you we re- see you, Rachel, <laughs> Raquel. <laughs> you can't just like reinvent yourself. <laughs> truly. Yeah, that shit's wild. When I wonder when the next season starts. Hopefully soon. Yeah, we'll they're not gonna let, let make us wait that long. No, they no. can't. It's Bravo. They they shell it out quick. Yeah. Well, the Bravo universe. Honestly, I've thought about starting a podcast about Bravo because it's literally all I think about. You should, <laughs> and you could call it "It's Literally All I Think About" a Bravo <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Anybody can buy a microphone and talk about Honestly, whatever they want. I said, I'm going to see how I sound on Bonnie's podcast, and that'll be my decision maker. <laughs> you 100% should. Okay. Um, okay. So let's go back into our second so. half. Um, so we kind of ta- talked on the two points that I really want. I was curious about. Um, but in talking about all this, like, high school kind of, like, surrounding, more so of the grief that you were going through and I mean, from the outside, like, I was involved in my own stuff. I feel like at that point, we kind of, like, we're not as close as we were when we were, like, younger. Yeah, yeah. like, we were friends, but, like, you know, high and by in the hallways. Yeah. Um, Did you watch 13 Reasons Why? No. Okay. I was curious. Okay. Because I'm hearing you, and literally, that's all I'm thinking about is that show and how, I mean honestly i'm like could you get through it i feel like maybe if you didn't watch like the first so i know that there's a scene yeah the one scene's like really tough yeah and um first i was like i don't really think i'm interested in watching all the trauma you're like i literally lived lived it it. yeah literally um and then i heard that there's like a really triggering scene and i was like i uh, no yeah i'm not gonna do it yeah i just keep thinking about like being the person who's sitting in the room in the classroom and it feels like it's spinning Mm -hmm. yeah that's how i felt Honestly, probably just like a lack of compassion from like other 16 or 17 year olds and how they that like needed better. to 100%. But like also teen suicide, I feel like is like the rates are so high, especially in Cherry Hill. I don't know how it is now, but like when we were younger, it was like it seemed like somebody every year. Yeah. For a while. I and it was to just say like all the time, like, I do not want to have children and raise them in Cherry mm-hmm. Hill schools. Like, I don't know what it is. There is a black cloud over that town. And even outside of suicide. Yeah. There's just a lot of death. Hmm. Yeah. I'm I don't know what it is about Cherry Hill, but it's crazy because I'm like, so, hey, um, high schools, like it's like a thing for teenagers and we need to like put mental health like in the curriculum. Seriously. I don't know if that's like we need to talk about suicide but like you know health class we don't need to be like learning we don't need to learn about gonorrhea okay no you're gonna get it if you're doing weird shit right or (laughs) we can make it a week's worth i was gonna say (laughs) or we could still cover it and just not have it be a month right we don't need to just like do i need to know all the things i learned in health class no no the answer is no and you didn't scare me from doing anything i was gonna do anyway okay we all did it anyway if that was the goal it didn't work right so maybe we should take that time and like put it towards something important 100 percent. because i'm just like you know like my friends going through something hard how to be a support system for your friend going through something hard because i'm like had we just maybe been taught better tools maybe people in classes with you wouldn't have been like yeah 
There she is. Yeah, and I think that they tried to do that afterwards. But it was too late. It was exactly too late. it was too late. And with mental health in school too, I think that would definitely be beneficial. But I also think mental health in general. Oh especially when it comes to men and boys Mm. because I feel like as a society obviously things are getting a little bit better where men are talking about their feelings more going to therapy things like that but it's still such a stigma for them and Mm. they feel like they can't talk about it because it makes them look weak and I think had Jared felt as though he could go to his friends about it I mean he would come to me about it but it was very difficult for us to talk about because like I loved that person and he was telling me things that were hard to hear right so I tried to be as good of a support system as I could but it was also very hard so I feel like if young boys felt as though it was okay right to not be okay and to talk about things I think that would be really helpful because the thing that kind of like brought I don't think it's what brought on the actual suicide but an incident that happened right before it Mm -hmm. is was so dumb Mm. And if he would have just felt as though he could have like, I don't know, talked about something, maybe, maybe it wouldn't have happened. Right. But who knows? It's like you have no, like you were saying in the beginning, you have no idea what it would take to actually bring you to do that. Right. And it was the stupidest, dumbest little thing. Mm. And I just, I think that because he had never talked about his mental health before, really, that a small thing triggered it. Right. Because he was like so overwhelmed and he was just like, you know what? Enough. Right. Yeah, it's just I'm like, oh, how do we help young children just, you know, by doing things like this? Yeah. By talking about it out loud, I think honestly because there are so many different platforms that people use now, everything is digital. Right. Everybody's on the internet listening to podcasts, watching YouTube, things mm. like that, and I think if people see other people talking about it and realizing right. like, oh hey, I'm not the only person that feels like that. I think that's probably one of the best ways to get the message out that you should talk about your mental health. Yeah. Because it's not a joke. Right. And it's okay to feel weird sometimes. It's okay to have or a bad day. Every day. Yeah. Literally. Sometimes I don't feel good any day. <laughs> yeah, like... <It's> medication. <laughs> literally, I was in a grief writing group this weekend. The, the uh, like guest speaker was like, and you know what? Medication's amazing. And sometimes you need to lean into that. And it's Truly. like, it's true. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was not for me. I was feeling weird. I was actually kind of like, I felt this thing of like, I want to cry and I can't cry. And that makes me feel weird because I'm such a feeler. Yes. But aren't you a cancer too? No, you're not. Cancer rising. Mm. I'm very cancery though. Yeah. Because I'm a cancer. I'm very emotional. And I take Lexapro and I don't cry. That's what I was thinking. And I was like, (laughs) I am upset. I want to cry. And I like couldn't. You'll you'll be able to eventually. (laughs) You will. There are things that sometimes if it's bad enough, like when me and my, like I found out my ex-boyfriend was cheating. Uh, oh, God, I cried so much. <laughs> and I'm like, I thought the Lexa was supposed to make this like, easier. He broke through the wall. He my did. sister and I call it the wall. It is the wall. Yeah. And that's why coming into this today, I was like, I don't, I'm not going to probably cry or anything because of Lexapro. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lexapro. Thank you. This is an ad. If you don't want to cry, ask your doctor for Lexapro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 100%. There's, you know, we got to talk about this more, which is literally mm-hmm. why we're here. Yep. So um, I feel like this was a good episode. I feel like, you know, just a reminder to everybody, like everyone's going through something, mm-hmm. right? Like I just keep thinking about myself in high school and I'm like, I could have been there for you more. And I mean, yeah, we were like 
acquaintances at that point coming through the hallways but like that shouldn't have stopped me for being like hey girl how you doing today yeah or like noticing someone's going through a hard time or things have shifted and like you know like I could clock that you were like not well but also like is that a normal high school thing? Is that a grieving thing? Whatever. Like, is it your place to say something? Right. Cause like, yeah. I'm not that friend anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just like check in on your friends, check in on your friends, check in on your people, even people you're like, I don't know if this is going to be received well, but like, at least you can say, you know, I just want to see how you were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because it's never hurts. Nobody's right. going to be like, how dare you right. ask me if I'm okay? Like, get out of here. Right. Like they'll either be like, no, I'm okay. Or they'll talk to you about it. Or right. in the future, they might be like, Hey, I remember when so-and-so asked me right. how I was feeling. And you know what? I'm really not feeling great. Right. And I also just think that when people are grieving, give them the grace to grieve. 100%. And grieve in their own way. Don't try and tell me how I'm supposed to be grieving. Right. I understand that you're trying to be helpful because, you know, you've been through it or or whatever. Let them grieve the way that they grieve. Right. Because there is no, like you said, grief's not linear. And right. everybody's going to do it their own way. And there's honestly no perfect way because it sucks. Right. And it's just shitty. So. Yeah. And you know what? I always end up my podcast with like a cheers. So I'm going to say cheers to harping on it. <laughs> cheers, girl. <laughs> We're harping. I harp on everything in my life. <laughs> My poor period. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye.